0: All right, guys, what is up? Welcome back to episode number three of From the Ground Up. It's your boy, Zach.
1: And it's Tim again. Here we go.
0: Awesome. So we have a very special day. We're we're just going to hop right in. So joining us today, we have Matt Morton. So I just I want you to dive right in because I'm going to be honest. I'm not even sure which which place you want to start at because there's so much. So.
2: First hey, question. Let's, let's just let him start from the beginning. Tell All us right. who you yep. are. Tell
3: us who okay, you well are. Okay. Well, thank you. well. Hi, I'm Matt Morton, and um, I've been very involved in athletics my whole life. But I was always the little runt. You know, I mean, my freshman year, I weighed 98 pounds, man, at five foot six. And the coach wouldn't even let me wrestle because I couldn't get up to 103. But, you know, my sophomore and junior years, I wrestled, I ran track, I ran cross country. You know, in 1993, I went active duty in the Marine Corps, but I weighed a whole buck 32 at five foot six. And that stuff is hard on a body, you know, so I ended up getting disabled, but that's okay. I got out of the Marines and I didn't want to quit being athletic, but imagine 1997. There's nothing for anybody there except for maybe like basketball. You know, somebody tossed you the basketball and you try and shoot hoops at a shorter goal. There was nothing like it is now. So, right. I mean, I didn't need my wheelchair all the time. I just needed my knee braces and my canes. So, I was more mobile so I got into using taekwondo as a physical therapy
2: because okay. I knew if
3: I used my body and my range of motion then it would help me with my own body control and this and that because I have a spinal cord injury from training accident okay. you know and it was rough man um, then I found out there was wheelchair bodybuilding. So I worked on that because I body did bodybuilding contests in the
1: Marines here and there.
3: And it was pretty crazy. When I got out, I, wanted, I went to school learning kinesiology, learning physiology, you know, and sports management and all that, all the classes in Southeast
2: Missouri State. Well, in 2016, I needed my wheelchair
3: better than 50%, and I got the power scooter and the whole thing. But I have kidney problems. You know, everybody, and I'm going to generalize this, not to try and make anybody unhappy or anything like that. But my symptoms run just like Gulf War syndrome and remitting ms if my body gets too hot it just shuts down the electricity just shuts off and my body's just blank until it cools off okay you know that you know the feeling
1: i'm sure well actually actually i do sometimes you, your body just shuts down on you when it comes down to you know working out doing everyday things sometimes i'm in Correct. the wheelchair myself so I do understand that, route, Yeah.
3: So the thing is, in 2016, my kidney was all jacked up, and I was in the ICU. I was about 200 pounds on a 5'6 frame, and I was just a fat little (laughs) butterball. And the doctors told my wife and my family, hey, look, you need to lose some weight. And my wife's looking at me. After the doctor and everybody left, and she said, "You know, you wrestled in the, for the Marine, not for the Marines on the all marine team, but I competed wrestling in the uh like NATO championships over in Spain and Greece and stuff like that, right?" So I did put it to like a college wrestler kind of
2: level, but it was for the military only well." Anyway, um, I did, I knew
3: the difference. So I went back to doing bodybuilding and,
2: you know, I went from, oh gosh, that was like July of 2016.
3: So I put, and everybody, I started getting in better shape and I did a bodybuilding contest and I won my pro card by winning my division 13 months later.
1: That's your Mr. Olympia, right? No,
3: no. That was the St. Louis gateway naturals. Oh, okay. 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 And then I took the year off from competing. Cause I didn't know of anybody that could, you know, give me a challenge. And I just wanted to take a year off. But in 2019, I came back and won the over 40 and the overall. And Good. you know, but I was like, you know what? I can win in the Midwest in St. Louis. Now I want to do something crazy. And so as soon as. I really got started for the 2020 year COVID and the lockdown hit. Right. Right. So even though they were trying to have competitions, this, that, and the other, I was like, I'm diabetic with a spinal cord injury, man. There's no way, you know, I, I can't get. Cooties and sickness and this (laughs) because you just you don't recover. But in 2021, I went to the Chicago Pro American. There were people from all over the United States and two or three countries. And I won my division hands down on the pro card level, not the amateur, but the pro. Right. And so I was like, "Man, this is like July or something." I mean, I'd have to look at the certificate for the date of the win, but they took my picture—the picture of all the winners for Ironman magazine and stuff like that. And then um, I said, "You know what? I just won the Pro American, which is the national
2: title. Let's see what I can do at the Olympia in November." And I crushed it. But now I'm done
3: with the competitive bodybuilding because it's too hard as a diabetic, you know, and I'm putting all my focus into helping others because I never quit training in martial arts. Uh, like ta- of Taekwondo, Koryogumdo, which means Korean sword and uh, Taekwondo. And so I'm writing a book on ho- Adaptive Hapkido, how to do the martial arts from the chair. Okay. And a huge book on Taekwondo. The one on Hapkido is more of a little history book and manual. You know, but the one on Taekwondo is getting pretty thick. I'm to about 140 pages single spaced. Oh, okay. Wow. So, you know, I believe strongly in don't pretend I'm not there as a disabled person. But don't treat me like some little baby in a car seat
1: either. You know. Definitely agree.
3: You know, I mean, it just is what it is. And I've
1: been disabled all my life, so I know what you mean. (laughs) I definitely know what you mean.
3: Just be nice and hold the door open for me, man. You don't got to pick me up and burp me.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) agree. Definitely agree.
0: So tell me what what's your what's your favorite form of of martial arts? I'm just curious to
3: know. Oh dude, okay. As a disabled person, Taekwondo is my bride and Hapkido is my mistress. Before I became disabled, Hapkido was my bride and Taekwondo was my mistress. You know cuz yeah, but honestly If you find the right teacher, they can help you adapt. But it takes a special kind of person to do that. And the thing about most schools, they don't have any clue on how to help somebody with an affliction. They don't, man, because they're used to, well, okay, you turn left and you mid-block this way. Oh wait, you're in a chair. What? What's the story? Well, no kidding. I had one before I came in your school. You watched me come into your school with it. <laughs> I mean, you, you get it. Like you right, mentioned, right. like total kind of karate, but you have your affliction, and you know, doing your front snap kicks and your axe kicks and round kicks. You know, that's not a possibility, really, the way that they want it in a traditional sense.
0: I, I know exactly what you mean, at least for me, whenever I throw my my kicks, it takes me a couple minutes just to get loosened up. And even then the first couple of kicks, like my hips are popping because they just get so tight.
3: And it's awful. You know, so my book, when I come out with it, um, it's going to be a while because I did a two hour Zoom meeting with my instructor. Oh, wow. He told me he's like, look, brother, this is a great presentation but you look like a Hapkido guy describing Taekwondo. <laughs> I got notes. <laughs> but that's okay because I mean, I have my sixth Dan in Taekwondo and he goes, if you were doing this for a seventh degree black belt paper, it'd be fine. You know, even for an eighth degree,
1: it'd be
2: fine.
3: You know, that kind of deal. But he goes. I want because my instructor is the vice president in the state of Illinois for the World Taekwondo Masters Union. So once a year, all these Koreans come over, man, from you know South Korea, and the Kukiwon, one, and he's the first guy they come to. You know you could look it up. WorldTMU.org. Go to Illinois and look up John Wood, and. He's the vice president, him and his wife are like on the board of directors for the state of Illinois for this. So of course he's going to be picky. Are you kidding?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
3: And, you know, when you got a, he's an eighth degree black belt certified in Korea and he was born in 58. So that makes him about what, 65 now. He's had that for a long time. He's eligible for ninth. But can you imagine that? You know, you, you're you in Shotokan and you guys have read about how the Asians didn't really want a whole lot of high rank for, you know, the Americans when they first came over and this and that and the other. Well, for John to have made 8th Dan certified by the Koreans, that's a big deal, you know. So he really knows his stuff.
0: Absolutely.
3: I'm trying to get there, man
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, It's great. It's great how you're how you're still trying to stay active in in the martial arts community so what degree what degree belt are you
3: okay I have an eighth degree black belt in hapkido, and I have a sixth degree black belt in taekwondo, and I'm certified in Korea as a second degree, and I've held off. For decades getting certified by the korean government but i want to do work with the u.s team i want to do you know like in colorado i want to work with the aau national team and you have to have cookie one certification to do that so that's why i'm a second degree by the cookie one
0: when you were when you are in the process of writing of writing these books what What did you find the hardest to adapt or did you have any challenges?
3: Oh my gosh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did. Okay. Imagine you're reading a Taekwondo book for reference, right? Just a regular old, I got the Kukiwan manual and the things like this thick, man, you know, a good four to six inches. I've never measured it, but it's like four to six inches thick. And so how do I explain picking when you're sitting in a wheelchair? Because <laughs> you got to keep the, the kata or poomsae. It's a poomsae, but for the karate guys, kata. You got to keep the line going front and back and left yeah. and right. You have to keep the poomsae line or the kata line correct. So how in the hell do you describe that? So what I did, I was kind of slick. you'll you'll see it when you know i send you some stuff from the book um i said okay like turn left and i'd lift my leg up as far as i could off the ground which is maybe only a couple inches you know because of my hip and everything and my back (laughs) and i'd lift it up and i'd be i said show movement for front leg for right uh front right front kick yeah pick up right leg show movement for (laughs) <laughs> you know, just picking it up shows that you have the intent for the movement. And then, then I did the arm motions like you're supposed to. Yeah, but that's you know. And I offer. I mean, I'm part of the advisory board for to One International. Oops, sorry. I don't know if you're recording and can see, but you know, it's got all the handle and it's got the cool oh. logo. So you see it?
1: Not currently,
0: but, but I did.
1: I'm more, uh, yeah, yeah we've seen, we seen the hat. Now we're actually seeing the poster. There okay. we go. So anyway, I'm on the advisory
3: board, and I'm in charge of the adaptive program for Muduwan International. For the wow. Hakido, for the Taekwondo, and for the Koryo Gumdo.
0: How'd you swing that, deal?
3: Dude, I've been doing this since I was a little kid, and I met John Wood and his wife, Jan, at the 17th Annual United States National Taekwondo Federation International Tour Tournament, right? I won Hopkido sitting in my chair. I was throwing people around, man, while I was sitting in my chair, and I did board breaking. So all these guys are up there doing all the hand motions and really getting to get their hip behind everything. I was sitting in a chair. I won board breaking, black belt board breaking division and the Hapkido. Sitting in my chair, I was just tossing people around. It looked like the beginning of one of those Steven Seagal movies. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, when I met John and Jen, it just evolved from there. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh my God. And they fixed me on my Taekwondo and all that, you know, because I'd learned, imagine going from your Shotokan Karate to Ishin Ryu. okay? They're both, not- they're both karate, but they teach different kata, right? So I learned an older form of Taekwondo in the Marines, where they taught the older forms pre-1971. And so I learned those, and then after I met John and Jan, they're like, man, we got to fix you with the, the new Olympic forms. I was like, but I don't want to say, man. <laughs> it was hard enough learning those. <laughs> but I did. You know, I worked really, 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 really hard. It's and with awesome. the key guy,
2: I love doing it because you get to practice the patterns. And that really helps with the mental focus. So, you know, and I tried to, sorry, pups. I tried to talk
3: about that. Hold on, where the hell? I'm trying to line this up. So, can you see my book?
2: Yeah. They're we can see a
0: of- cover.
3: Yeah, that's what I've got. Hold up. But I'm going to try and show you guys something um, that's really important. Okay.
0: We can't um, see you.
2: I'm sorry, I'm back. I'm looking for a page. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. No big. Um. All right. Hopefully this kind of helps. Like
3: it shows for step one. I'm showing the chamber a left augmented outward middle section block and then on, it shows step one, roll forward execute a left augmented outward middle section block then roll forward and execute the reverse punch now you notice how my feet are just a little bit different showing how the stances would be So I would sit there and be like, okay, if my right foot's supposed to be forward along with this punch, when we take the picture, then that's how it's supposed to go. So I made this real intuitive, man. Real intuitive.
2: Do you have any
3: videos uh... of me doing it? Yeah. No, because I've not found a basketball court where I could sit down and, you know, do these with my wheelchair. You know, where I could get down and not be bothered and, you know, record some of this stuff. But I want right. to trying to move on a Taekwondo mat with a wheelchair is just undeniably begrudging it hard. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. You know, it's hard enough on those karate Taekwondo mats to step around on them when you've got a hurt back and bad hips and this and that. so that's what you know you'd be a perfect candidate i would just have you sit in a kitchen chair if you didn't have a wheelchair
2: right
1: right but i'm actually in a wheelchair so i mean
3: so cool both of you guys fit my program absolutely you know and that's cool you know
0: yeah it's nice finding that niche it's nice finding that that target audience that year that you're making these these books for, I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna go over fantastic because a lot of people in wheelchairs don't have access to martial arts, and here you are providing the way.
3: You know the scary part. What I read a Department of Justice report. They did a, a study from November 2009 to November 2019, and published it November 2021. Let's say. Joe or Jane anybody average is just walking from their building to their car there's a one there's a 12% chance that they're going to get a violent assault turn yourself into a handicapped
2: person that goes up to 49.6% wow interesting and you know what That scares the crackers out of
3: me, man. I mean, I'm not worried about it because I'm sitting there like, go ahead, grab me. I dare you. (laughs) But that's not how it's going to be for the people that haven't been trained before. Absolutely. You know,
2: and it's just not good. There's a lot of rotten people. But the thing is, I'm not just
3: showing you how to fight. That's easy, man. I'm teaching the art program, you know, and I look at somebody's character because if somebody's a rotten, there's been rotten apples before I became too disabled to teach standing up. I'd be like, dude, you suck as a human being, man. Um, <laughs> you're a bully and this kind of business. So I'm not teaching you anything. Just change your clothes and go home.
0: Yeah, you know, that's what I, that's what I first originally liked about, about martial arts. It was less about fighting and more about, like you were saying, the, the character development and making yourself a better overall as a person. It's very, it's very demanding from not only physically, but the mental aspect as well.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Before I even get started... I do a huge history on the kooky one, right? Because you got to
3: know where you're coming from. Absolutely. To, to appreciate where you're going. You know? And I get the question all the time:
2: hey, you're a
3: double grandmaster and a master in a Korean sword art. Why don't you brag? Why don't you be a Mr., you know, mouthy guy? And I'm like, look, dude, the people who really know, they like to teach but they don't care because they know what they can do and they have their own quiet confidence Chuck Norris and, and I'd be like okay I know I'm dating myself but Chuck Norris and Van Damme don't go around talking about how cool they are you I'm know scared. I mean it's silly I've always hated that stuff and while I was in the Marine Corps that was hard for me because at that time everything was so well, what can you do? What can you do? And it's still like that, but they wanted the people that were braggers where I wouldn't brag. i just show them what I could do. You know, and that made it hard for me because I got passed over a couple times because of the people that were the loud loudmouths. You know, was, it just happens.
0: Tell me, what was that like, learning learning martial arts when you were in the Marines and... I all that was
3: awesome. Sorry about the dog barking. Um, that was awesome because our master sergeant that taught the Taekwondo program learned from the Koreans while he was in Vietnam. So he was tough. I mean, this guy—he was like murder on wheels. <laughs> This is hard. Shut up and quit and leave me alone if you're going to be a girl about it. You know, that was his answer.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> how long how do you think it took you of learning, of learning in the Marines to really have a solid grasp on, on their style?
3: Oh, gee, I started in 94 and I got my first degree black belt 96 under their Taekwondo system. You know, they taught the old the old forms that look more like Shotokan karate. They're called Pauge, P-A-L-G-W-E. I want you to look them up on YouTube. They'll look a lot like Basai and some of the Shotokan forms because that's what Taekwondo was. It evolved out of Shotokan karate from Genshin Funakoshi and, you know, some yeah. Kung Fu. You know, the Chen Kwan was... Yeah, it was Kung Fu and more of the Chinese stuff for their influence. But, man, I'm telling you, it's the wider stances and the harder just bam, bam, pow, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, and, I'm- you know, like watching Van Damme and Shotokan and like the early stuff of the Bloodsport or something like that, you could tell it clearly, you know. And kickboxer, he wasn't kickboxing nothing, man. He was Shotokan kind of karate and with what he was trying to do,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, to modify. It might work out.
3: Yeah, you know, fine. I mean, I think it's funny how everybody gave him a bad rap, but, you know, it was explained later. You know, when he's like, yeah, I'm a martial arts champion in Europe and that kind of thing, right? And they're like, well, we can't find your name. Well, he wasn't born Van Dam; He was born Van Varenberg, you know? <laughs> so when he showed that record and they're like, well, you're not a kickboxer, you know? He said, well, it, it was full contact, karate, taekwondo, style point fighting. You know, they just got like a little wrap for their end step and a little four ounce glove for their hands. And they just beat the living crap out of each other. But when a point came, You know, they'd either say Wazari or Epon, right? So if you got three Epons, then you won the match. Well, they couldn't call it kickboxing because in Belgium, that was called American, uh, uh, boxing Americana. So they had to call it their point fighting kickboxing. So at that time he was telling the truth. It's just the people in America didn't know how to translate it over. Oh, uh, see, you could tell I'm a big. I like to know the history of
0: things. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it it shows you where you come from.
3: Uh huh. And I did shoto count as a little little kid. You know, when I was living with my mom, and and I enjoyed it. I love beside I've done that probably sixteen times and done really good in tournament with them.
2: I I just love it. <laughs> what were those like? As a kid, it's
3: fun because you're, you know, it just is what it is. But I appreciate the Taekwondo and the martial arts 10 times more now as a handicapped person than I did before. Because I was just a young hot rod board breaking, you know. <laughs> they hold, they put the boards in like one of those four board holders with the cinching at the top and bottom with those C clamps. Yeah, do a jump roundhouse kick or a jump side kick, and you're like, yeah, I'm like Terminator and RoboCop. This is awesome, you know, because you're a kid, you're dumb.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jumping around,
3: that's nice.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I really want this program to get some traction, get some wheels, because I really believe in it. Because it's World Taekwondo It used to be called the World Taekwondo Federation But in 2017 Because of the whole WTF And you know and phone texting You know
2: <laughs> Right
3: Yeah you know what that means What oh. the What the fork you know They don't you know So they changed, They shortened it from World Taekwondo Federation to just World Taekwondo And in 2009, in Uzbekistan, they had their first wheelchair championships. And in 2016, it was added to the Olympics as an observation sport. And the first time Taekwondo was actually in the Olympics as, you know, a Paralympic sport was 2020 in Tokyo. Very new. And that's okay, man. Because... More people watch the Paralympic Taekwondo than they did the actual Taekwondo, or Karate, and I'm not. We've talked enough, man. I am not that glory hound. That's like, oh my gosh, look at my flag on my huge chest, and I benched two twenty five for twelve reps. And yeah, Captain America. Yeah, yeah, we've talked enough. I'm. That's not my mo. No, no want- that's,
1: not, that's not the point. We just want to. We just want to display what. You know what the disabled community does You're, that's right know, that's that's the main that's the well that's one of the main focuses of this this podcast you know so we just right. want to know about you and and yeah, know
3: about and I love this because i you know I'm going to do zoom classes, you know I'm going to send out the paperwork for the forms, but I'm also going to do podcasts for the teaching, and I'm going to do it one on one with people. Like I do it with you. Uh, I do it with Zach. Go ahead. I, I volunteer. Okay. You know, of course there'd be a charge because you got to pay for your, pay for your equipment. And you got to pay for your subscriptions and this sort of thing. But I've always bragged that I'm the one man fight against inflation. You know, like my friends charge two hundred bucks a month, man, just to teach classes twice a week to their people. And that's the going rate in St. Louis, Missouri and like Belva, Illinois, you know, Metro St. Louis area. Right. And I'm like, dude, the handicap, you you just shut out the whole handicap division because most of them, especially if they were born handicapped, dude, they're living on Medicare and
2: Medicaid.
3: You know, you can't do that. You, you just shut them out financially to doing that. And that's ridiculous. Re- ridiculous you know that's the best that's the best way to tell somebody you don't want them around just price them out of the market yeah and I'll most work. instructors don't want to deal with oh my gosh because they'll see a handicapped person and they'll think
2: oh my god if they get hurt i'm gonna get sued interesting
3: that yeah, is once thing. you get the high ranks like i do you get to hear what other big names get to say and, and it's probably dark. It's pretty dark
2: and scary. Hey, well, that's that's it why you're here. definitely is, yeah. But you can get to that market, get to that niche.
3: And John and Jan are so behind all of this. We had an advisory board meeting over in Wood River, Illinois. It's me, John and Jan Wood, Chris Lee, and Deborah Gamaldi. And we all, John and Jan started in the late 70s. So did Chris. Chris did, too. I started more around the early 80s. And Deborah Gamaldi started as a 12-year-old in Japanese Jiu-Jitsu in 1969 under Wally J. himself. Wow. That'd be like learning from Bruce Lee if, you know, for... Yeah, I mean, Wally Jay is one of the noted, absolute best of Japanese jujitsu for America. Like June Ree for Taekwondo, when he came over from Korea, they call him the father of American Taekwondo. Well, Wally Jay is the father of American, you know, Japanese jujitsu being t- taught, and so it it's a huge deal. And so it's just the husband and wife combo with the three of us. And we sat down and we're like, how do we make this for everybody? I don't care who you are because John and Jan are already kind of doing it because they got a park district, you know, that sends students to their class for like eight week sessions, you know, and if they want to sign up for full classes after that, they can. And they got a special rate for them but it's it's fantastic man there everybody's so on board on getting this done
0: yeah so i want to i i had i had another question about about the book so sure i asked what the most challenging part about it was now i want to know what your favorite part about writing the book is
2: the rules
3: in this book I sat down after looking at AAU Taekwondo, what they're doing, because I'm friends with the uh, director of AAU Taekwondo for the US. And we talked. We agree, because I've known her since I was like eight years old. <laughs> so I've known her like 40 years. So. You know, I remember when we all remember each other when we were starting out, but I was a young kid and that's just how it goes, you know. But I sat down and put together how to classify everybody, right? Like for you, you would need a chair because of your hip, you know, and this, I'm not expecting you to stand up and kick at people. I treat you like you were an amputee and you'd have to sit in the chair. So let me find. I did a section on sports dynamics. I did a section on the biomechanics of Taekwondo using my own from how did I win Mr. Olympia to, you know, and all my kinesiology and physiology background. Um, I, I loved it, man. Um, I can't wait until the book um, comes out. Well, once I get my edits done and my teacher likes it, then I'm going to put it out. You know? But I put in key considerations for the Taekwondo coach, for the athlete, and the classification categories and the adaptive divisions and the competition rules. And then I put in, oh my goodness, here's the rules. Here's what is expected of the officials here's what expected of referees here's expected of sparring for say for breaking techniques you know i went very in depth i didn't give anybody a break on well it doesn't lay it out in the book what i'm supposed to do uh yeah actually it does <laughs> you know and that's just kind of the marine and you know old college mindset that i had you know and i want this to be so thorough that it's not missing anything you know and Absolutely. it was so hard for me because i'm a sixth dan doing the seventh eighth and ninth degree poomsay because you know john made me learn them enough to where i could start them and do them kind of right but we sat down and opened up the kooky one textbook and did a uh, we just followed picture by picture now I'll give you an example, if you don't mind, of the adaptive taekwondo classification categories.
2: Absolutely, right. go visual,
3: for it. Visual impairment is P10. Intellectual disability—that'd be anything from Down syndrome to CTE or TBI, right? Uh-huh. That's P20. Then limbs deficiency and or impaired passive range of movement that would be p40 wheelchair is p50 death is p60
0: oh so you go go into more than just yeah just wheelchair you you target everybody i said
3: everybody (laughs) and short of stature you know for like the little person um, P70, and then I put down the division, and then I put down the adaptive taekwondo competition rules what's expected of the officials, the referee's duties, the judge's duties, the jurors' duties, the timekeeper's duties you know, just on and on. So you really
1: did go in depth.
3: Oh, yes, sir. I even went and did the hand and arm signals for what the center referee does. My buddies propped me up against the wall. And Debbie Grimaldi took the picture. You know? So, I mean, I wanted to leave no stone unturned. I was like, listen, I want this to be the authority on what to expect. And with John being the uh, vice president in the state of Illinois for the cookie one, he knows all the people that I don't. That'll help me get it out there.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
3: Because I love this podcast because it's a grassroots push. And I hope thousands of people listen to it, you know? Yeah, we do too. (laughs) Yeah, I know you do. But I think it's great. Because, you know, you can go to the doctor's office and they can talk at you and throw a bottle of pills at you and send you to physical therapy and all this stuff. But that doesn't help. What helps is what we're doing right now, small group, you know, and thanks to the internet, this is one of the good tools that you can use the internet for.
0: I love it because when I first started getting into combat sports and martial arts, the reason why I did it was because my body always felt so tight. And I always knew instead of physical therapy, I wanted to try to heal myself through movement. And I knew martial arts literally, it teaches you from the basics, how to take a step. It goes so in depth in training you and your body mechanics and operating correctly. It's, it's an incredible form of, form of art. And now that you're reaching not those, those of us in, in a wheelchair, but other disabilities, that's incredible. Everybody's going to be able to to learn from this.
3: And that's the point, man, you know, n- I was very fortunate because out of the hundreds of thousands of people that go to the gym, only one person at a time gets to win Mr. Olympia, right? And I used my, dude, God is a very important aspect in my daily life. And I hate that people are like, well, you Mm can't really talk about that here. You're like, nah, shut up. If you don't know God here, he don't know you when he died. That's it. <laughs> right. I take a very old school view on that kind of thing. Right. You know, and the thing is, if you just trust in your faith and lean on your faith and listen, you get that hope. And I was, man, I, I'm very fortunate, even in before I became disabled, I had an app for bodybuilding. I did some shows and either came in first or second in my division, you know, but the great big guys that looked like Lou Ferrigno always won the overall, you know, but that's to be expected. A guy five foot six isn't going to, you know, at 132 pounds is not going to beat Lou Ferrigno. You know, that's just how it goes, but they can win their division. But in the wheelchair, I have never, ever lost a competition. Wow. Ever. Because oh, I did my Taekwondo forms and I was like, look, the teachers at SEMO at Southeast Missouri, they said body mechanics like this.
2: So I was like, I got to apply it here. No, so I've... All fit. If there was, if there was um, a trainer or somebody oh. in
0: a adapt- who who love martial arts and wanted to incorporate adaptive taekwondo and adaptive hapkido into their programming without having taken either of those forms of martial of martial arts would your book or books be able to help them in adding those types of martial arts into their programming to sufficiently be able to show their clientele in a wheelchair with dwarfism, how to how to operate that?
3: Arc. Especially the taekwondo, yes. And the funny thing is, I wrote a book called Adaptive Bodybuilding. And I gave out from the per- person that's never been a competitor and they're starting out the first day in the gym. Because I used to train people for free. Polly and Jenny and uh, Michael. Michael had cancer and His body was just so rot with disease. He just couldn't build muscle, you know, and he was always sick. So I always went to like supplement stores and got their stuff to buy. Label was about to expire and they couldn't sell it. Big five gallon things of protein and take them over to Mike. I'd be like, man, drink three of these shakes a day while you're eating, you know, that kind of thing. And with Polly and Jen, they were born with cerebral palsy and so you know i used my experience to help them i'm like this is how i relearned how to do everything after i got hurt now i'm going to teach them with bands you know like those theraband things and so i did a i did many programs like that then i did if you're going to get into competitive bodybuilding these are the how you do it because the only difference between competitive versus non competitive is the dang diet for the show. You want to know the real answer? There it is. All that mystical, we spent five hours in the gym and we were bench pressing 500 pounds and we were doing this and we were doing that. Nah, man, they were doing steroids and they had good genetics on top of that. You know, I only teach because I used to be a personal trainer and When I got out of the Marines, I was the fitness coordinator. I worked with Ken Holtzman, who is a World Series, two-time World Series uh, pitcher. He played for the Athletics, the Cubs, and the Yankees. So he took care of the basketball courts and the volleyball courts and all that stuff while I took care of the fitness center. And uh, those guys, I used to watch the St. Louis Rams, the Blues, and the Cardinals the guys actually coming in and working out because they wanted to be left alone. And they were at the JCCA, so everybody had a ton of money. Everybody had a BMW on the parking lot. So they knew they'd be left alone. Well, I watched those guys work out, especially the football players. And, man, it's amazing. And I know a lot of the IFBB bodybuilders that they don't drug test. And it's like, you guys are going to kill yourself with all this stuff. You're going to blow up your heart. You're going to have a high cholesterol level. Growth hormone does nothing but make your organs bigger. So it's going to kill you. You're going to blow your heart up just trying to look like some, you know, Zeus doll or or Thor or something like that. It's ridiculous.
0: Which was your favorite book? To write so far, bodybuilding, Hapkido, or Taekwondo? Oh, gee. I
3: loved the Hapkido manual because I had a smile from ear to ear just having partners to do it with. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was like me in a candy store back in 1982, you know, yeah. or me going to see Star Wars Empire or Jedi as a kid. <laughs> Because I'm old enough, I was at the drive through with my mom standing on her little open-up console thing, or her Camaro, being propped up by the big, what, what costs like $12 of popcorn now, it was a quarter back then. So, you know, I did, I love the Hakido, but man, honestly, that's really pushing my abilities and capabilities. It's the Taekwondo book. It is my labor of love because I want, honestly, these old school Koreans that have been around since the 60s or early 70s to look at that and be like,
2: oh,
3: wow. Yeah, yeah, I want it to be that book.
2: <laughs> yeah. They you know? think.
3: Yeah, I really want them to, you know, really appreciate it. And so. You know, and I love the bodybuilding book because it's helping people with their range of motion. Absolutely. And I incorporate a lot of that into my drills. You know, like I have a 10-part blocking and striking drill that I warm the class up with from their chair. It's fun, man. See, <laughs> and so you and I talked about it.
0: You're already teaching these classes.
3: Yeah. You know, I'm teaching on Zoom, and... I I've gone to people's houses because they're stuck in a, they really can't get a collar ride or something like that, and they live close. So I teach it. I teach like a home personal training session. You know, if it's here in the St. Louis area that's close, I'm like, okay, cool. During COVID, I used to train people all the time using their therabands and total gyms and stuff like that. I mean. I love to teach and I love to explain because if I understood it and I was not an A student in school, I was that D or C student that worked hard to get a letter grade above. So if I was D level, I could get it to a C. If I was a C, I could get it to a B if I worked
2: really, really hard,
3: you know. And because I always appreciated when people shared information with me, if it was good stuff. Now. If it was Joe, you know, Greg's gym bag of glorious goodies and he was bro science and me, nah, I never had time for that guy.
2: <laughs> but it's cool. It is. You know, that's where I feel the most fulfilled. You know, is helping others learn. So, where could. Even
0: if say somebody say tim he he lives in Delaware, he's in the wheelchair, and he wants to tomorrow start learning adaptive martial arts, what could he do to get to get his feet wet, start to really learn the game?
3: He and I would be on Zoom like we are now, and I'd be explaining and things like that
0: so where where could Say somebody listening to this podcast really wants to start where could they find you at
3: Okay they can find me at matt m63031 at yahoo.com my email address to get started you know because I'm really beginning this program I mean yeah of course I've done the business cards and this and that but I'm really trying the focus on getting these books done and primed, you know, cause I'm keto. It's just a manual. It's a good manual, but it's just a manual. It's not what you'd really consider a book, you know? And my bodybuilding book, it's a cross between a manual and a book. Cause it's like 85 pages or something like that. But I teach everything there is to know for the natural bodybuilder, you know? And my definition of bodybuilder is anyone who goes to a gym to try and improve their self for their physique, that's a bodybuilder. You know? And especially in the wheelchair, you don't have to worry about your upper body
0: and the lower body proportions because they don't care. (laughs) Yeah. You can do a lot of upper body.
3: But the thing is, I want to get people involved to the point to where they want to come. Like in April to Chicago, to the Samarang games, because, okay, this year we did a lot of promotion and I make no money off this. I I don't, man. I'm doing this for the love. Any money they tried to give me, I turned around and bought more equipment for the organization.
2: You know what I mean? Pads or helmets for the people they couldn't afford to bring their own sparring gear.
3: Okay, well here's more money. You know, go buy some for the little ones. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I go to the uh, some people's houses, I kid you not, they can't even afford a uniform. So I just make them wear like the little tracksuit or something like that, something they're comfortable in.
0: In your in your forms of adaptive hapkido and taekwondo, is there is there a belt system a ranking yes. system getting them to black? Yes. So you're so you're. It sounds like you're not really. You are, but you're not really adapting taekwondo. You're making a new form of it. I did. For people who have disabilities, that that's awesome. Because you're not you're not saying you're not you're not just adapting it you're literally making that that form from the ground up like you said the manual the how how the refs are going to act the whole belt is
1: stepping out of the box that's that is well rolling 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 out of the box rolling out of the box
3: did i kick that wall down just by raising up my foot and showing movement
2: (laughs) yep
3: yep Yep. i mean honestly no kidding I was like, we got we got a glass ceiling here. We got to shatter it.
0: Absolutely.
3: You know, not just sit there looking straight up and having your nose pressed against it and like, oh gee, that looks really good on the other side. No, man. We broke that. And I didn't just find people 15 years ago that yeah, I'm not gonna badmouth MMA and MMA gems. Cause that's people working out and they're doing their wrestling and they're doing their stuff. Right. Okay. Good. Fine. But I didn't treat this like MMA. I took traditional Taekwondo and I adapted it for how to be successful with it in a wheelchair. I took traditional Hapkido and I was like, how do we make this happen in a wheelchair? I'm, I did the same thing for Koryo
2: Gumdo, where I hold a fifth-degree black belt. K-O-R-Y-O-G-U-M-D-O. But John never gave me a
3: break, you know, whenever I'm testing and this and that. He, you know, he's sick, too, you know, and he's got his own problems. But he understands, oh, my gosh, you know, this is, you have to do it at the best of your ability. I'm not going to let you slack just because you can't
2: really use your legs.
3: Oh, no, there was none of that. I thought I had my Marine instructors back whenever I started working with them. And I loved it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, who, because you, just because you're disabled doesn't mean you're a
0: wuss. My very first day, I, I also started kickboxing. My my very first day, we were doing an exercise to strengthen your hips. Uh huh. And I mean, like, I would. He saw me struggle, and I was like, "Oh, I can't do it." He was like, "Everybody, raise your hand if it doesn't hurt." Nobody raised their hand, and I realized it's not me. It's it's the exercise. Like, every everybody's hurting. Even even if you have a disability and your hips are hurting or your legs, everything's yeah. hurting.
3: Oh, I love it. You're right uh, about that. But, yeah, you know what? Your attitude and how you look at something is going to make you successful. And I, you know what? This is going to sound stupid. And I get in so much trouble for saying this from people. I'm an 8th Dan in Hapkido with my 6th Dan in Taekwondo and my 5th in Goomdo. But when I tell a student, slow down, relax, don't chase a belt. Just let it come to you and let it flow naturally. They're like, well, it's easy for you to say, look at your belt. Dude, I started as a white belt just like everybody else. You know? And I went to a Kukso 1 Hapkido class. I was invited. My buddy, Jack Harvey, he's been on Taekwondo Times cover and stuff like that. He's in charge of Kukso One in America. He's like the president for Kukso One Hapkido Association. So I go over to Jack's school. Dude, I wore a white belt to his class. He goes, what are you doing, man? I I was like, I'm a white belt in Kukso One. I don't know this. He's like, dude, you've got your black belts. Just wear one that doesn't show your name. I was like, okay, fine. You know, but I mean, that's just me. Yeah. You know, if I went to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing, I'd wear my judo gi. You know, I'd have to buy one, of course, but I'd buy a lightweight judo gi and put a white belt on. And I'm a, you know, I've got all these black belts. Who cares? To me, it's like I really work towards my PhD in something. Does that make sense? And I have my rank to help other people get rank. Not to sit there and, oh, look at me. I've got all this stuff. You know? (laughs) That's stupid. Those are shallow people. You know, they're looking for something to fulfill them, and they're just not finding it. it. if you're a forty eight year old man and you're acting like a sixteen year old talking about how they did in football on Friday night,
2: yeah, dude, come on. come on. Makes total sense. what's your what's your part of
0: so far adaptive martial arts?
3: What's my white
0: favorite part
3: The learning, the pick and the challenge. You know, like, I was used to how do I do Taekwondo not disabled. Now, how do I do this as a disabled person? Holy shit. How do I bend my body? How do I twist my torso? You know, how do I make this so it's still
2: the correct thing? You know, and I remember the joy that it brought me figuring this out. Because
3: I can't close my right hand all the way. I can either do it this way or this way, but I can't make a solid fist like I can my left hand. Right? So
2: how do I adapt that? I just showed you. I'm sorry about that. I keep getting interrupted. Somebody
3: keeps trying to call me. If it takes away from my camera.
2: Sorry.
0: Now you're good. We have. Agreed. Totally good.
3: You know. I want everything to be good. I want everything to be solid. You know. And I thought about gee, what am I gonna talk about? I don't know yet. I'm gonna because I'm not good at starting a conversation. I'm just not.
2: Hey, the, the you're, you're,
3: guy, you're doing pretty good now. Yeah. Well, you guys asked questions. You you kind of formulated the where is the conversation going to go?
2: You yeah. you know it's
3: kind of what we do.
2: Yeah. I love we're, it
3: though. This is such a fun time. You know, yeah. I did a 10 part adaptive bodybuilding podcasting with a guy down in Florida. He's a biomechanics guy.
0: Wait, we're we're in Florida. That's where I'm at right now. Oh geez.
3: I don't remember. I think it's close to Orlando where the guy lives.
0: What's his name? I'm I, I totally want to reach out.
3: Oh, hold on. Let me let me look real quick and find out. You're gonna lose the camera, but hold on a second, okay?
2: Yep. Um, you can s- still hear and see me. Let me see. Let me open my WhatsApp because I want to give you the right information. His name is Castle Thompson. Word. Okay. I mean, yeah, dude. He's there. He is in Florida.
0: What? So what? What does he do? What's his role in all of this?
2: He found all right. There
3: was a girl who got a hold of me that also lives in Florida, and she's a big deal for the Florida Natural Bodybuilding. And uh, she saw the Mister Olympia the Olympia Weekend Contest. You know, how the girls did, how the guys did. But she's like, holy shit, you looked like you were as good as the guys that were standing. You know, my upper body, I looked just as good as the people that were, you know, doing the board shorts or something like that. I was good and ripped and the whole thing. And we were talking. uh, Samantha Jones. um, is the girl down by St. Augustine that I did a podcast with about winning the Mr. Olympia for the natural bodybuilding. Castle Thompson found out about that through watching her podcast. And Castle's good, man. This guy knows his stuff when it comes to biomechanics. But he wanted to know how me in a wheelchair with diabetes went and conquered the world. I said, well, it's discipline, man. It's crazy amounts of discipline. You know, it's, it's just like you do what you don't want to do to make yourself better at what's hard to do.
0: in to make everything else a little easier.
3: Yeah, dude. Because you know how it is with your hip and everything else you're like holy crap if only i could well you know everybody wants to sling out like a grasshopper when they're kicking with these nice beautiful you know or like a rabbit you know with these cool looking kicks right but when you're looking janky like the 10 man <laughs> on the wizard of oz it doesn't look as elegant but who cares that's your range of motion that's your you know that's why when i see people doing all this wild stuff the 720s and the 540s and all that i'm like good for them their core strength is just beyond belief but i'm not trying that (laughs) i'd be on the way to the doctors (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) oh no hands watch this and on the on the way to the hospital you go (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah uh, real quick about your adaptive bodybuilding book is that is that out already is that something i can oh yeah
3: out? see and i keep everything on pdf format so i can just email people they pay- paypal me and i email it to them
0: cool how much does something like that go for
3: remember how i said i'm against the inflation business
2: my yeah. bodybuilding
3: book is only 995 and when my taekwondo book comes out, 1495 or no 999, 1499, and 999 for when my Hapkido comes out.
0: Awesome. Is there a bundle if I get all three?
3: Yes. Um $29.99. When
0: when are we looking for those martial arts books to come out? Because I want to be the first one.
3: Okay. The Hapkido book. And I want to the... be the second. Right on. Um, now, the Taekwondo book, it all comes down to I'm supposed to get the, re- the stuff for design for rewrites this weekend, maybe Monday. I got a lot of work to do. But you know what? I look at it like this. If I'm going to be a grandmaster in Taekwondo, I I better be able to show that I can do it. And if I can't jump up and kick boards, then I'm going to have to pack sand, make it more of an academic approach. You know what I'm saying? And a long time ago, after I graduated from SEMO, I did a master's level program in Christian counseling. That was so hard. Cause they wanted the survey of the old Testament, you know, important men, important women of the new Testament, you know, that kind of thing. And you're like, dude, man, I just read the Bible and I know Jesus is cool like that. Well, what do you want to know? all this other stuff for. Right. <laughs> so I'm used to getting pushed, yeah. you know, but I can't take it as like, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger here co- in his prime, here comes 400 pounds of bench press. I needed like a hundred pounds at a time.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah, dude, you know, I've never been about the big money because not in our division, because first of all, you'll never get it. That's just a fool's errand. How in the hell are you going to get a ton of money? out of people that live on Medicaid, Medicare, and other government assistance. Not everybody was in the military like I was, you know, and they're told either get out on a med board or just get out. You you know what I mean? Go to the VA and then get their disability rating. I'm very fortunate. I mean, it sucks that I'm 100% on their sliding scale, zero to 100 But I'm 100% disabled permanently in total. There's nothing they can do to fix me. And I'm getting older, you know? So there's a lot of things even now that I'm like, dude, I'm 48. I'm not 30 anymore. You know, when I was 30, I was like, damn, I sure wish that was 20 again. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it just happens, man.
0: And it's so great, even though you say that, that you're still... That, that you're still pushing and really trying to not only help others, but help yourself in making these books and really understanding the form of mo- of body mechanics while being in a wheelchair. That's just fantastic.
3: You see, I'm standing up. Look how bad I'm shaking. Right. I'm, I, the whole leg spasming thing, you were talking about that with me. Well, I, I spasm so bad because of my back problems, you know, and I have no feeling in my left quad, but yet I'll take my, forearm cane and I'll try and walk around my house a little bit right to me that's a good workout yeah you know I'll lift up I'll try and balance like on my right leg even though I'm shaking you know I'm trying to put enough so I can get some kind of stability going right I'll stand on my left just fine I don't know it's just you can't quit doing something no. Otherwise move it or leave. Lo- yep. It just gets yeah, worse Yeah,
2: you ain't lying
1: about that,
3: yeah buddy That Ooh. is it. What other questions do you guys have for me? You're asking some good ones.
0: So, wait, I want um do you have do you have a date in mind for for the books to come out? Was it you said you're getting the rewrites on on a Monday. Do you have a goal of when they're going to be released? I want to
3: have everything done before Christmas.
2: Sounds like I a good start,
3: I started last October taking the pictures. I got my first draft rewrite done a couple of weeks ago and I printed it out and I sent it to John. John's red inked it to pieces, which is exactly what I wanted him to do. Yeah. I wanted him to beat the feathers out of that pillow, to, so to speak. You I know, mean,
0: that's how it works when you're learning martial arts. They got it. They got to be hard on you so you learn. <laughs> or else, he, how else are you gonna get it?
3: And he told me he goes, "I, I can see the TBI coming through in
2: your writing, so I'm helping you clean it up." You know, so it, it's just whatever, you know. Yeah, I, I, I bring the challenge. I don't care. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
3: But yeah, by Christmas I want to have this all out.
2: That's awesome. So, you know, uh, let
1: I guess we can kind of go on the wrap up now. How's huh,
0: that? Sounds good. I mean, I have. I think
1: he, I think he's covered it right.
0: I have one or two more questions. I just wanted to know what all right go ahead. No, do you have do you have any more? Actually, I was gonna go with the what's next question. What's all next? Right. Before we go there, if I wanted, I know I'm a very I'm a very ambitious person and I also have ADHD, so I'm a little governed by time blindness. But right, what right. if what if I wanted to start learning and really trying to bring in adaptive martial arts to my game today. What I'm what turn to the white belt pieces
3: on what to expect and go over them with you and
0: Beautiful. Oh my god, let's do it. In in detail. That would be awesome. Well, so, we'll, we'll schedule some time then cuz I would really love to.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Cool. I'm down as well if you if you want to get us both in at the same time i'm, I'm down that's fine um what would i have thing,
3: here's the thing you'd have to pay pal me and remember i told you what my f- friends cost and i refuse to charge that amount to people but if you want to do it formally for belt ranking and all that kind of thing versus messing around i charge 80 dollars a month over zoom because i have to pay for you know unlimited You know, for my internet resources and everything
1: else.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean,
1: I'll I'll get back to you on that. Well, that's because I got a wife and a life, so I got to figure that out. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Tomorrow
3: is 22 years for me, but I've known her.
1: Congratulations. You know? Congratulations, man.
3: Yeah. I mean, I love my wife, she's very
1: important in everything I do. I'll be, I'll be 10 years, uh, come September. So, you know, I, I mean, December, so December. So, you know, yeah, I understand. <laughs> That's good.
0: Awesome. So I guess, I guess Tim, we could do
1: it. You want to, you want to ask? I'll do it this time. I'll do it this time. Hey, uh, what's next for you? What's next for you? What can we expect from you? After this is all said and done, after it's all, you know, put out there,
3: I'm real next? what do you want to do after this? I, I want to make my Zoom meetings, you know, huge. I want everybody with an internet connection that has an affliction, a handicap affliction, and we're going to work it out because I'm going to teach you guys the Taekwondo. It's going to be amazing, and you're going to have a much better life because you're gonna, you're just gonna have a whole lot more of a s- substantial, m- grounded mind. You know, you're gonna feel more confident in how you can control your body and the whole thing, you know? And when it comes to formal belt ranking, I have good pricing. And, you know, we talked about it at our last Mudo One International meeting starting next year hopefully we get get a yearly convention started so we already have the samuron games so people could come in april to chicago and perform what you know against other people you know and if they wanted to compete in the say fine i'm teaching how to do that um And we're going to have, because we have such high detailed black belt levels. And trust me, when you talk to me, you're talking to John and Jan. You're talking to Chris. You're talking to Debbie Grimaldi. You know, we're all the same type of person. You know, they're school owners and I'm not. So they have to pay for all their overhead and their things like that. Whereas I just have to pay for internet connection you know, and administrative fees, you know, that sort of thing. So I want everybody from California to New York, from Texas to damn Florida. You know, I want this to be huge. I want this to be as big as it can be. So they can't come to the Cimarron games or this yearly event we're going to have. And then we'll set it up somehow over Zoom. It, we'll find the capability for the people that can't be there if they recorded stuff to upload so they could be graded, you know. And we don't, you know what? You want to know how forward-thinking that we are? We don't believe in first, second, third, or fourth. Tim and Zach, does, does that blow your mind?
2: Yeah, that's that's interesting here's what we do like first place
0: second place
3: third place or fourth yeah we don't
0: believe
3: system what we do is gold silver or bronze
0: oh i like
3: so i mean we wanted to make it so everybody had a good shot at a nice medal right now here's the catch everybody who's a black belt that gets a gold medal they get to go compete in the grand championships and they get some kind of big, tall trophy and Mister, I'm uh, Mister Joe Cool looking award and just the whole thing. John and Jan, Chris, Deb, we've all kicked students out because they were either bullies or hard headed or thought they were cool or something like that, you know. But no, everybody's on board with we got to make this bigger. Absolutely. We want to make this bigger because of the capabilities of Zoom, you know, and that kind of thing. We want to make that so big that it takes a very long time.
0: I always knew adaptive martial arts was possible and was a thing. I just had no idea where to look. I'm so happy we're having this conversation today just because it's it's confirming a thought I've had for the past year and a half now. Well, I really you're guy. Like you're 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 who I've been looking for.
3: Well, I'm really jazzed because it's easy to run into people that are just money hungry and ego and this and that and the other. You know, and these are all God fearing Christian people. I mean, we're all just a bunch of Catholics hanging out trying to figure out how to make martial arts for
2: everybody. You know, the people we turn away are the hot shots yeah you know
1: right yeah man i think we have covered everything we can cover here
2: yeah thank thank
3: you you so very much and i'll be part of podcast anytime you guys ask because if you wanted to do a thing just on bodybuilding or a thing just on like biomechanics this sort of thing man just whatever
0: that, uh, that that sounds great. We can dive more into into each of those. We will totally have you on again.
3: Okay. Well, yeah. If there's anything that I can help, even just being on a panel, asking questions, I don't care.
1: Awesome. So, in other words, he's saying to be continued. Well, yeah, I am. Absolutely. No, I'm doing. <laughs> We're having a good time like, here. You know. But I think it's bro- about time I- we end this one. Okay.
3: Well, you know, the whole point of it is I've been lucky athletically to reach some high levels as a disabled person. So I figure I should try and tell other people how they can do that, too.
0: Absolutely. That's my plan. Absolutely. All
1: right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you. Yeah, we thank you so much for being on, man. We appreciate it.
3: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Yeah, wait, just just hold on one more sec. I'm going to turn off the recording, but I want to ask you something.
2: Uh Uh-huh.